0: I wonder if by the time this comes out there'll be snow. Cuz currently it's raining.
1: Uh, can just spread around Christmas. Well, who knows, right? This is it's, this is our a hit Christ- or miss.
0: Yeah, this is our Christmas episode. Yeah. So um uh let's let's dive right into it. Ho, ho, ho! Cuz I don't I don't I said it as if it was a pun, but I I'm not sure if there was any wordplay there.
1: Uh, whatever. It was just an excuse for me to do a Santa laugh. Oh yes. All right.
0: <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the Fall Spot, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure is heck are jolly. Uh, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Bruce. Bruce, Bruce has been bragging about some cards that he has, uh, so we figured we'd uh, take a look at them. And... I don't have all of them. Okay, well, it's the holiday season, and some of you may be receiving a special gift in the mail uh, from, from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, your holiday card. Um, <clears throat> we wanted to talk about the holiday cards that they put out every year. Yeah. Uh, they put out one every year since 2006, I yes. believe. Because they're fun little silver bordered uh, seasonal
1: delights. They're great. Yeah. Um, the best part is honestly, um, like I said, I've got a few of these mostly from when I was writing for Wizards, um, and didn't matter if the card was good or bad, it was just something really cool that, yeah, you know, a select few people had. Uh, I loved it, and actually, most of mine have been or have been in decks at least at some point Mm. so um we thought we'd take the chance go through them all top to bottom just sort of chat about them a little bit and uh you know i mean honestly these are cards that most of us just aren't gonna get yeah Uh, they are they are available uh like a lot of the stores do have one or two of them in stock but for the most part the price on them yeah pretty much (laughs) says i'm not getting this because these cards just aren't that good. And and even if they are, I mean,
0: yeah. y- like, use your discretion <laughs> when playing with them. Uh, they I are think-
1: silver-bordered, and they definitely yeah. adhere to silver-border. Uh,
0: we kind of wanted to, to bring up some silver-border cards anyway, because uh, Infinity is coming up. Um, and with that will be this weird mixture of a dump of both commander-legal cards and right. non-legal yes quote unquote with or without acorn right use your discretion talk with your group uh, figure out what's comfortable with all of you (laughs) (laughs) yeah for all of you right
1: infinity play it like you would any other other silver boarded cards Mm. whether they're silver boarded or not right talk to your group find out Uh, and the same goes for all of these holiday cards yes Um, honestly it's rare I would recommend this but print one off make a proxy Throw it in a deck right around Christmas time. Have a little fun with it one time, and you know, just enjoy. I mean, these cards are just there for fun, so why not give it a shot? Let's dive right into it. Again, that
0: pun, Mm, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, First up, we uh, 2006. uh, They were feeling uh, seasonally spicy with fruitcake elemental. One green, green seven, seven. Amazing. Yep, fruitcake. Indestructible. It's indestructible. And at the end of your turn, it deals 7 damage to you. Hmm. Okay, well. Yeah. Uh, and then for 3, you can give it to target player. Right. Uh, because, I mean, that's that's all fruitcake is good for is just
1: re-gifting. The thing with fruitcake elemental is eat, when you pass it off... It doesn't do the seven damage until that person's end step. So in theory, if you play it and give it haste, you could swing, do your seven damage, pay three, and give it away Mm. before your end step. The issue, though, is... Now they have it. (laughs) Well, now they have it. So they can attack, and then they're going to spend three to get rid of it. So in other words, it's mostly a three-mana upkeep as each person plays hot potato to try and get rid of it or if you're ahead on life count you take the seven damage and hold it until right before their end step and if they don't have three mana up Hmm. you got them so amazing yeah then you pass it off and that's essentially well that's essentially the best way to use fruitcake elemental but yeah it's uh it's got its its funness to it yeah it It definitely takes a little bit of work to get it to work. But now, just remember, with all of these cards, and you're going to see this is true, way true on a lot of the other cards, way more true than it is even here. The theme is everything. So at some point, we're going to run into cards that really don't make any sense at all, but they do what they do because of the theme. So this one, you can use it. You can use it but just be aware of what the theme is so
0: yeah uh and speaking of seven uh our 2007 card is gifts given it's three and a blue it's an instant uh search target opponent's library for four cards with different names and reveal them it's pretty good in commander because they all have different names yeah uh that player chooses two of those cards Uh, You put the chosen cards in the player's graveyard and the rest into your hand. Then that player shuffles their library. Um, eh. You find their four best (coughs) cards that would work best with your deck. You get to put them in your hand uh, whether you can cast them or not. Yeah. I mean, you put two of them in your hand. You put
1: two of them in your hand. Depending on the deck, depending on how things work, I mean, for the most part, if you're, going to, if, you're, if you're trying to do this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: either you're removing their four best cards and make sure they're not a graveyard recursion deck because <laughs> then you're just gifting them two cards. Or, and this, is be, this would be more the way I would run it, find four mana rocks. Mm. Um, yeah, whichever. It, you're going to be able to cast them and you're throwing two of them in the graveyard. So you're limiting their mana production and you're adding two more. Um, yeah, realistically, this is this card is inspired by Gifts Ungiven. Uh, if you look at the art between the two, that's very similar. Uh, and Gifts Ungiven is you search your library for up to four cards with different names and reveal them, and the target opponent chooses two of those cards and they go in the graveyard, and the rest go into your hand. So Gifts Given, it's the same thing except you're taking it out of your opponent's gra- opponent's library. Brilliant. So. Yeah, it's yeah, cute. It seems busted if, I mean, you know how to play it.
0: Uh, or you have like a deck that really can take advantage of other people's cards. But it's, I mean, it's not in the spirit of the card. <laughs> um,
1: it, yeah, if you're going to play it, don't be a jerk. I think this is one that where you're really, uh, for it to be truly effective, you want to be targeting the other guy who is helping you try and catch whoever the leader is in the game oh yeah then it's okay go for mr i'm going for my two best cards and i'm going to put two cards into your graveyard that i think will be effective for you later on so yeah yeah um it's kind of cool um
0: 2008
1: 2008 2008 uh this one is evil presence and that's presence as in gifts Oh, uh, look evil at that. presence! Yes, it's a sorcery. It costs uh, two and two black. It says put a creature card from your hand into play under your tar- under target opponent's control. That creature attacks each turn if able, and always attacks its controller, which means that on their combat step, that creature attacks them. <clears throat> I see. <clears throat> Given what we know about goad. Now, I would suggest that maybe this card would possibly be just goad, but yeah. I get what the idea is, and of course, again, going full full on with the idea, um, it's a cute idea. It's a cute idea because it forces them to block on their own turn. Mm. Um, admittedly, the creature that you're giving them is not indestructible, so. If they have any way to sack a creature they control this isn't going to be very effective for you Uh, but um again i mean much like gifts given if there's a you know if you're giving it to a friend perhaps your friend can find an effective way to use it (laughs) so yeah i think
0: uh like you said it's goad or something to that effect there are better cards with black borders that do a similar thing. Um, especially where so often, especially in commander, uh, you have sack outlets. You've got ways to remove your own things. So if it's under their control, great. They can uh, do what they want with it. Uh, yeah. Just kind of, eh, it's, it's a
1: fine card. Yeah. It's cute. It's it got is some cute. cute little goblins. Uh, I believe so okay um speaking which of goblins it's better to give than to receive oh that's the flavor text on the card well hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: i guess that's true because
0: yep uh speaking of goblins the next one has a goblin on it it's seasons beatings mm-hmm. 2009 red 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 four reds uh sorcery uh it's got a little mechanic called family gathering which i probably is only on this card uh, yeah. each creature target player controls deals damage equal to its power to another random creature that player controls uh flavor text is arriving home he suddenly longed for the blood soaked battlefields behind him
1: so i'm assuming that this is a play on being miserable at the at, miserable with your family at the holidays mm. um it's dark It's a little dark. It's a dark, dark card. Um, Given the option, and of course, it being a goblin, that just makes perfect sense, because of course they're beaten up on each other. Mm. Um, This card could be truly miserable. Um, Yeah, and for a one-time sorcery, I don't understand it. I'm also not sure. It says each creature target player controls deals damage equal to its power to another random creature that player controls. So I assume you randomly determine which creature or each creature's damage. Oh, okay. And then the damage is dealt and then it's done. Because otherwise, if I pick one creature, randomly assign damage, and then the next creature and randomly assign damage. Right some of these creatures are going to die before they can assign damage. Yeah, I assume it's like a fight thing, but but it's just all at once. This is probably before they
0: had the fight mechanic kind of hammered out. Um, Because I read that... Until you explained it, I pictured it as like, oh, I target you. You have six creatures. All six of your creatures do damage to one of your creatures at random. And that seems not good for four red but i think it is what you were saying where if you have yeah, six creatures to another random yeah um and the one it's punching doesn't necessarily have to be the one punching back so yeah. i guess that's the way it's not so yeah if you've got
1: if you have four one one creatures right they would all assign damage so creature number one would randomly assign to two three or four creature two one three four etc and then once right. they've all randomly done their damage, yeah, so you could, then you determine how which ones die. Yeah, you
0: could potentially have, you know, multiple attacking a single creature. You could have a creature being attacked by nothing. Um Right. Interesting. Uh Chaotic. Yeah. Very very red, especially for four red pips. It's it seems kinda cool, but it also seems like if you're gonna play this regularly in a deck, like like
1: nobody's gonna wanna play with you anymore. It just it takes so much to like figure out. Well, especially because you're always gonna wanna play it on the guy who has the most creatures. Unless of course the creatures are indestructible, then Right. Or if they have lifelink. <laughs> <Not> a... <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, generally speaking, you're always gonna go for maximum maximum damage, right. maximum casualty. So um... And when you do that, you're making you're you're also creating maximum difficulty. Uh, you're always it's going to be the most complicated way to figure things out. So, um, yeah. Either way, uh, that's a card I would love to play with <laughs> uh, at least at least once or twice, just to uh, you know, just to watch it play out. All right, on to the next one. Yeah. Um, on
0: Dasher, on Dancer. Uh, next one, two thousand ten. Snow mercy. Yes. Two white, white. Snow enchantment. Seen seen more of those lately. Uh, whenever a creature deals damage to you, put a globe counter on it. Uh, tap, untap, tap, untap, tap. Two. Tap all creatures with globe counters on them. Uh, flavor text. Warning. Shake gently. Contents may cause choking, hypothermia, and or planar invasion. Uh, picture's got a bunch of... Uh, phyrexians no they're Mirridon?
1: i don't know um i'm gonna go with phyrexian okay uh, the card is inspired by another card called no mercy um, i don't believe you <laughs> well no mercy is an enchantment for two and two black and it says whenever a creature successfully deals damage to you destroy it and the image is showing uh phyrexians uh invading essentially planes walking onto a different plane Um and you'll notice that uh the and the sorry, the uh the flavor text on No Mercy is we had years to prepare while they had mere minutes, and this is from Carrick sleeper agent. Hmm. Yagmas son. So well, it's spelled differently. So uh uh, interesting. I have to talk to the Vorthos guys to find out if they're the same person and they just changed the way they spelled it. Oh or not. But um you really do have to look at No Mercy to get all of the, the thematic puns and everything else because uh, the whole idea, the, the flavor text on Snow Mercy is clearly referencing No Mercy with right. the planar invasion. So um, as far as the practicality, um, you, you, get, you get to tap creatures. Yeah, uh, That whole tap on tap, tap on tap thing, I mean, it's a snow globe. That's yeah. the whole point. Of I, shaking the Yeah. There.
0: I do like that it ends on tap so that you can't just be doing this always. Oh, yeah, you can't like be like it's things. it's not like uh so like this this card feels especially uh more along the lines of unstable when we're talking about yeah. silver border cards. It feels a little bit more refined and uh like physically goofy. Yeah. Um it feels very similar to what is it, secret word?
1: or like whisper something oh the one that taps when you when you say like, the secret word, yeah. or the when you whisper the name of the, <sighs> word, the name of the picard i'm pretty sure it's a secret word
0: um it feels like that where it's like oh but
1: you have to I do mean, something when in fact realistically there's really nothing to do um yeah and
0: but with that you don't have the restriction of only doing it once around uh this you do have that restriction which is nice and you get that goofy you know shaking a
1: right uh, and hey uh you also get to make globe counters mm. Uh, i recommend using glass beads for your globe counters they're not perfectly round but you don't want to just get a like a room full of globes (laughs) and well i thought about marbles but they don't necessarily stay on the card I was thinking like you you know you'd you'd hope
0: like the big cardboard ones you'd find in
1: like a like a first grade classroom big cardboard globe just drop that right on top of the card yeah like get a bunch of them yeah 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 let's do that Um, (laughs) so um, seems fine yeah uh, it costs four mana I mean and the creature has to do damage to you before you can put a globe counter on it so everybody gets a free swing yeah. And then you finally start to get stopping it.
0: It's a it's a four mana don't attack me. Or I've, right,
1: Now I've frightened. played with cards like this where you get to do something to creatures that have done damage to you, and it doesn't work as well as you'd hope because it doesn't take long until your life total is to the point where you can't let them do damage to you. Mm. So it's uh, it's not as effective as you might hope. But and with four people. Fun
0: yeah and with four people uh like they untap like they each yeah. untap individually so it's it's hard to kind of time when you're gonna activate it uh because yes if you've got the it
1: really does turn into a way to stop one creature right. or at least one player's creatures right so um you know make your make your decisions accordingly yeah
0: yeah um up next uh uh i have to be very careful with the pronunciation of this you'll ooze not you'll lose lose. uh oh no no you'll lose you'll lose me read the card no i know uh two red green it's a one one creature ooze uh from 2011 yeah at the beginning of your upkeep destroy another non-land permanent chosen at random that anybody controls interesting then put a number of plus one plus one counters on you'll lose uh, equal to that permanence converted mana cost red green eat some food to regenerate you'll lose uh, it loves having family for dinner <laughs> um, i really i i have gotten a, a strong affection for oozes lately yep. um i like this one uh, especially where it tells you to eat some food.
1: Um, I'm trying to decide um, which deck, what kind of deck you should run that would work best with Yule Ooze. My problem is is that I keep it becomes a case of the more the more uh, permanents you put on the battlefield, <laughs> the fewer of them are going to be worth have a higher mana cost. In fact, if you run tokens, they don't have a mana cost. And since you're destroying another non-land permanent chosen at random. And there's a lot of tokens. there's I mean, there's a lot of token creatures. There's a lot of treasures.
0: There's a lot of right. clues now.
1: So I can't control what anybody else is right. running. All I can control is me. So to maximize you'll lose, I want to only have high casting cost cards out. Yeah, you green. know the really good ones that I don't really want to lose. So, I have a question for you. Yeah.
0: Um, Say it... So, it's got a thing against it and a thing for it, which is really nice. Thing against it. uh, Or thing for it first. uh, It doesn't target, which is cool. Right. Uh, So, if it's hexproof or... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's destroyed. Yeah. Uh, If it's indestructible... It doesn't get destroyed. Right. But do you still get the number of plus one, plus one counters on it? It's like, say it shows it at random, then. I think you still get the plus one, plus one counters on it.
1: it, Yeah, it's not an if statement. Yeah. It's not if that creature dies, then you get this. It's then. So, yeah, I would think so. It's pretty neat. I mean, it's silver bordered. Right. That's the way I'll rule it, damn yeah. it. Because that sounds like more fun. We'll, we'll leave yeah. it at that. It does also say another. So you it can't randomly target itself. Right. Um, and as far as the regenerate, well... Yeah. It's
0: nice that this happens once a turn. Um, rather than like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest issue with this card is that, you know with four people you get a lot of permanents out. yeah so
1: yeah and it's non-lan um i I recommend that if you're going to run this be sure to have the random number generator on your phone ready to go because yeah i mean with four players you could easily have 40 permanents um you might want to set them up in a line so that way you can quickly Mm. quickly count off and see which which permanent bites the dust yeah
0: and uh yeah um yeah uh-huh. yes yes mm-hmm. let's do uh six, seven, eight, nine, 10, I think we do two more let's do two more and then our break uh yeah. next up we got naughty or nice yes that's a split card
1: yeah uh side by side one um this is one of, this is the first uh uh first holiday card I ever received from wizards Ooh. so um. It's been a lot of fun running this one, but go ahead.
0: Um, This is clearly a reference to that one card that has art like this. Um, I'll figure it out in a second. Okay. Um, So the naughty half, one black, black sorcery. Search another target player's library for a card and put that card into your hand. Then shuffle that player's library. Uh, That part, just like the gifts given, except
1: stronger because yeah way better You get uh, to choose. i pick whatever card out of your deck i yeah. want and i get it right. so either i'm taking the card away from you or i'm yeah taking it for me you don't get like a 60 percent chance to get the card that you want right um
0: and then the nice half one white white so instead of one black black it's one white white sorcery search your library for a card and put it into another target player's hand then shuffle your library um i don't know it's it's
1: self-explanatory. It's nice. it um, okay, so this card is awesome. Um, it you're almost always gonna play naughty just because you get the card. <laughs> now, be careful because this does not say that you can tap man of any color. So if you're targeting somebody who is playing colors that you don't have in your deck, well, then hope you're looking for an artifact <laughs> because that's all you're getting Well, an artifact or a land because it doesn't even say non-land it just says a card so you can take anything um the key though is that the card always ends up in your your hand and you're picking your opponent anyway so you're gonna pick somebody who has a, if you don't already have a card in mind from their deck you're gonna pick uh pick somebody who has the same colors as you mm-hmm. so you have maximize your opportunities um i have taken with naughty i have taken anything from uh from basic land up to uh you know just like no i don't want you to have this (laughs) Uh, i've used naughty as just as a way because i didn't even care what card i got i just needed them to shuffle their library because i knew what they had on the top of the library coming up um the part i like is the nice part Um, nice is only going to be good when you've got a situation where you want somebody else to have something um because you know usually it's because there's another opponent that's that's hammering people so you want and you've got a solution so you just want somebody to play it yeah the problem is is that that's not a situation that's in the game at all times so i think you're going to cast the nice half of the card far less than you will the naughty but it's just awesome i love the card
0: you want to you want to you want to hear what the card uh, art is based on? What's that? Diabolic Tutor, uh, which right. makes sense. Uh, two black, black search your library for a card, put it in your hand. Um, sorcery. So Greg Staples got a got a weird weird man uh, on your card. <laughs> Very uh, unnerving, uh, except when he's nice and eating pie. Is that? Seems like some pie.
1: Yeah. Well, the idea is that the naughty part. It looks like. You know, he's been eating something and there's blood all around his lips. And the nice part, it's obvious it's just, you know, pie filling. Mm. Next card. Um,
0: Next card uh, we've seen in uh, action. We've seen it. If you've been paying close enough attention over the past couple seasons, we've talked about this card previously. You had it in... Grisilda. Grisilda. Mm-hmm. I believe you also might have had it in one of our finale episodes, but I don't remember. It could
1: be, could be. Um,
0: it's a, an artifact creature, so it's just five generic mana. Mm-hmm. Uh, cat construct. You can put it in your cat deck. There you go. Or your construct deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a three-three. Stocking Tiger enters the battlefield with a sealed Magic booster pack under it. Uh, when Stocking Tiger deals combat damage to a player, unwrap the booster pack and put it in your hand. Um, now, I've seen this in action, and it gets nuts, especially if you recur it. Um, you It deals the damage. You take the booster pack, put it in your hand. Uh, you'll have more cards than you can hold, mm-hmm. so you discard some. Um, if you've got any sort of graveyard recursion in your deck, you can get those cards back out. Right. Uh, the nice thing here is that you will end up with a basic land, <laughs> Um hopefully uh or maybe if are lucky a duel um and uh the only way to get another booster back under it is for it to leave the battlefield and come back yeah whether um, it's through flickering or <laughs> graveyard
1: shenanigans initially mm-hmm. the first couple of times i played this it's not it didn't take much for people to realize oh my god that's too powerful hmm um,
0: but it's goofy so,
1: <laughs> well exactly but uh, so they weren't letting me actually hit anybody with it because when it comes down to it it is a three three right it's an artifact creature it has no abilities it doesn't fly no trample no nothing so it's hard to actually do the damage and then somewhere along the line somebody just said meh this looks way too cool Why? why wouldn't we do this um And I was choosing random packs to put underneath it at one point. Um, So, yeah. So then I finally managed to get it, you know, to get packs out every once in a while. Hmm. And it just creates insane board states. um, Even if it's not, even if you're not recurring it. Mm. I mean, 15 cards. And like Andy said, one of them's a land. Mm. Most, Most often one of them's a land. It's amazing how many times that comes in handy. Oh, yeah, um, you just you drop the land and now suddenly you also have a land that's a different color. Possibly. It may not even be in, yeah. among your deck's colors. Um, you've got a handful of cards that you can now do stuff with, and suddenly your opponents really don't have any idea what's going on because if you're playing with your regular group, they may have some sense of what's in your deck, but now they have no idea. Um, yeah, it is it can be crazy, and then I, when you start to recur, right. Well, that's a whole different story, because we had one game with Grusilda, and I mixed Stalking Tiger, I can't remember what the other creature was, and I put them together. Um, But it swung, hit for well over 10. I think it was, I'm assuming it had Flying or Trample, or Mm. maybe it was Shadow, I don't even remember. But I remember it hit. Because I had put a pack of Commander Legends under it. So I didn't get 15. I got 20 cards. And it was it was outstanding. And uh, then I managed to destroy it and bring it back again for the next turn and do the same thing all over again. So I got two consecutive turns. It, or hitting and getting to open a pack of cards. And I mean, hey, what's better than opening a pack of cards in the middle of the game?
0: I mean... Yeah. I mean, it's essentially booster tutor, just strictly better.
1: Um, well, booster tutor is a guarantee, and a hit, and you play it, and you get the trick right away. With this one, you have to work, but yeah, you, you, get, you, a can, yeah, well. you get a creature out of it. Yeah, you're getting a creature, and a creature, and it's not blue.
0: Um, I think, uh, yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, some jolly good fun. Here we're back. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by our very own bearded wonder, Uncle Istvan. Ho, ho, ho! Hello! Uh, I, I don't know, I, I tried. I was thinking kind of like Santa, but I was like, who's got a beard in magic? Uh, and Uncle Istvan's the first person I thought of. Um.
1: What about, uh, what's his name?
0: Felden has a beard.
1: Baron. Baron.
0: But he's, he's not jolly
1: enough. No. Uh, oh. oh. Bruce Tarl. He's jolly, but no beard. Just mm-hmm. awesome mustache.
0: Let's see. Hmm. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by Goblin Snowman. When you're looking for some seasonal fun, that's in Black Border, go for Goblin Snowman. It's a one-one for three and red. Whenever uh, Goblin Snowman blocks, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by it this turn. You can ping a target creature it's blocking. I, I got nothing funnier to say, except it's a silly card. I'm surprised it's not like a, like a snow creature. But they probably didn't have snow then. Oh, it was
1: an ice age. Was it? Oh, didn't Mm -hmm. have mud. This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Blizzard. Because sometimes the weather outside is frightful. And you should just stay home and play Magic.
0: Now back to you. We're back. And talking about uh, some special holiday
1: cards. 2014 we're
0: halfway through halfway halfway to home uh i'll be home for christmas jonathan taylor thomas what a great movie uh the next one is mishra's toy workshop it's a land first land first land uh tap to add three to your mana pool spend this mana only on spells and abilities that put tokens on a battlefield use toys to represent the tokens
1: well, somebody who did try and build around this card, uh, because hey, you know, I was lucky enough to get it, so I thought I should try and build around it. Uh, I built a primarily token deck, and most of the cards that made tokens were X spells, hmm. with the idea being that the three mana yeah. would just be added to X because it's not, it's three color, it's yeah, three. It's three colorless. Three colorless. So if you're using pretty much any, most of the cards that make tokens. Have some kind of color t- color requirements so mm. um it always proved a little bit clunky um like getting it at times when it i didn't want it or couldn't use it properly mm. um i also tried to f- figure out a way to set it up so that you could recur the use but again it's uh <clears throat> so uh i had a handful of green creatures that could make tokens uh with an activation cost Mm. So, like, uh, was it Jade Leech? I think makes insects, or no? It's not right.
0: I mean, there's there's it, more there, there's and there's more. A, yeah, there's a yeah. handful
1: of them with an activation cost. You just spend the three in the uh, colorless. Yeah, and you're good to go. So, uh, I mean, I like it, and I like the idea that it was inspired by Mishra's Workshop. Um, so, yeah,
0: yeah. This is the first uh, of a couple that we see where it. Requires you to use something other than cardboard to represent a token. Yes. Um. Which is cool, and especially where I mean, if you're playing like kitchen table magic, it's it's your tokens sometimes generally are other things. Right. Um. You know, I know you've got
1: little meeples. Um, yes, and I use me me. Meeples were part, it was part of the reason why I got as many of the meeple tokens as I did was because of this card. So I've got meeple angels and goblins and whatever else. So. Yeah, um, and I think um,
0: I think it's it it really speaks to the heart of of you know casual magic where um, you know I've seen just like scraps of paper and stuff like like literally somebody tore off a corner of a paper to and wrote on it for a token yeah. and like this kind of gives you a bit of permission to to upgrade it a little like make it a little sillier a little nicer than just some words on a words on a card exactly um yeah that's
1: that's good (laughs) i uh quick comment on the picture you can see the uh uh the teddy bears rolling down the assembly line heading towards uh two spinning blades uh, and the uh, flavor text is even though urza tried to apologize mishra continued to bear a grudge Mm. nice um
0: getting getting back to the brother's war about this time next year
1: about this time next year you are you are correct
0: um our next card from 2015 uh we'll make this one short because not much to say other than this beautiful tree folk by mark zug um one in a red sorcery goblin sleigh ride Target creature you control climbs onto Goblin Sleigh Ride. You slide them on their merry way. If the creature stayed on, it deals damage equal to its toughness to each other creature touched
1: during the slide. Now, as somebody who tried to use this card, uh, I quickly gave up. Cards like this uh, immediately encourage your opponents to scatter their cards all over the place. If you intend to use it. Um, you get all sorts of weird corner cases, like mm-hmm. uh, you can't tuck the creature into the sleeve that's holding the goblin sleigh ride card, because <laughs> that's it's cheating. Cheating, um, and then it, you know, and then you're just flinging your card across the table, and it's I don't know it. It was it was it's one of the few un cards that really just didn't appeal to me.
0: Yeah, it um, seems it seems fine. Like it, yeah. I know, especially with this table, like it's a little bit like there's a bit more friction. Yeah. We, like the size, of the table matters because like, you're not going to be able to like hit multiple opponents, creatures like from different opponents. Um, I, other, the, I like to think of this in relation or like in conjunction with Mishra's toy shop or toy workshop, whatever it was the last one. Um, because then you can put your little
1: toy on the card and slide it across. <laughs> <laughs> the other difficulty is that most people use playmats. Mm. So when you go to slide it, how do you get it to get onto a playmat? Um, yeah. So there's there's all kinds of bits of difficulty with the card actually even trying to use the dexterity aspect of it makes it makes it a little difficult. But Yeah.
0: I think yeah, uh,
1: it's the theme. Yeah. And it, it definitely fits the theme.
0: If uh if any of you out there um,
1: figure out a way to make this work let us know uh yeah can. i've got a goblin sleigh ride that's just sitting there in my uh in my collection desperately hoping and waiting for the moment when it can shine speaking of shining moment our yes. next one is
0: possibly our favorite uh two blue blue thopter Pie network this is uh 2016 enchantment the beginning of your upkeep if you are eating create a one one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying use food represent the token whenever a creature token you control dies if it is represented by food
1: eat it couple things um at the beginning of your upkeep if you're eating this doesn't mean if you're eating not like a surprise so that you need to be eating the entire time you're playing (laughs) it's just on your upkeep folks so you know keep that slice of pizza handy and when your turn starts Spit get out a nice, the bite. get a nice big mouthful and start uh, chewing your way through your upkeep. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, I wouldn't recommend spitting out that piece to create your <laughs> one one thoughter token. Um, I, I have used everything from uh, Halloween candy to a uh, just little, you know, yeah. hard candy treats. And gummy it's, gummy bears yeah. are awesome because gummy bears not only work with Thopter Pie Network, but I'm going to call it a toy and tell you that it also works with uh, uh, with Mishra's toy work, toy workshop. Bruce likes to play with his food.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's such like... No, never mind. I don't have anything to say here. It's great. Um, it's, again, just like in the line of using something other than cardboard to represent your token. Right. Can always just be like a fun pizzazz thing. Mm -hmm. There's no real way to break this because it doesn't do anything particularly broken. Right. You're getting a 1-1 thopter. Like the only way you like can really abuse it is any other way you can abuse any target I mean uh, token generator of the similar caliber you know uh, Dragon Mm -hmm. Master Outcast or if you make the Tokens into something else. Like uh,
1: I will say, divine visitation. If you are, uh, um, if you're running a token deck, Mm -hmm. then you know just make all of your tokens food. Hmm. Um, Mostly because you know what mass removal hurts a lot less when you're uh, you know scooping up ten of your token creatures that are actually ten M and Ms, and uh, you know chopping them down. My question. Yeah.
0: It's a rules question. Say you've got this in Brutaclad. Um <laughs> <laughs> do all of your your mirrors become food? Um if they become Thopters or if your Thopters become something else, do you have to change The
1: food is merely representing the token. Okay. So the the M and M's can all be treasures on one turn and mirror the next mirror the next turn. So Interesting. Uh just keep in mind, you're going to have to try and keep track of that nightmare. Um, and, you know, good luck with that. Maybe different colored M&Ms. Mm. But then every time it changes, you're handling a whole lot of M&Ms and shifting things around. And that doesn't sound like I want to be eating that many M&Ms.
0: That and, like, you know, your hands, your 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 playmat, probably not the cleanest. Uh, probably not. Wash your hands, kids. Uh, next one, 2017. Uh, some disassembly are required. Uh, for one black, it's an enchantment. One sacrifice a creature. That's the payment. Distribute the sacrifice creature's keyword abilities among any number of other target creatures until end of turn. If it's December, you gain one life for each of those keywords. I'm glad this isn't sorcery speed, but other than that it's fine. I think this was really them dipping their toe into things leading up to a choria.
1: Uh, with the idea of distributing keywords well, around, kinda because they're not counters. Yeah. So there's that. Um, honestly, I I like this in a deck that uh, that steals creatures. Mm. Yeah, and using it, using it as a sack outlet, um, for that matter. Just always using it as a sack outlet. You spend one black, sacrifice your creature. I, I mean, if somebody's trying to steal it that's just fine if you're swinging in and you you know you're going to lose the creature in combat you can you know if it has any abilities you can you can use it to sack and move those abilities onto another creature so and it's a shame it's a shame it's not counters but i mean right i wish it was um i think it would be easier to keep track of a lot of things um but it also doesn't specify it doesn't give you a list of keywords that it moves that it moves Mm. so um So shadow or uh, it just if people are killing your creature because of the keyword abilities that are on it, it's just not effective (laughs) uh, because they're they're just going to go on to the next ugliest creature around. It's nice, too, that it's it's distribute them rather than like all
0: of your creatures get these keywords like you like it's one per it's one to one. Yeah. Uh, But that's fun. Yeah. It's not too broken, not too.
1: Absurd. Sure, and I like the one life in December. What yeah. the heck? Yeah. Right. Hmm. Um. Next one. Maybe it a... needs to jump into one of my decks for the next month.
0: <laughs> next one is a uh, bog humbugs. Uh, another one I had to say slowly and enunciate. Hmm. Uh, bog humbugs is one in black for a one-one. Oh, great value. Uh, creature insect, flying. Oh, okay. So it's a one-one with flying for two. Great. Yeah. When whenever Bog Humbugs deals combat damage, hum that many notes on a festive song, or sorry, of a festive song. If you can, put a plus one plus one counter on Bog Humbugs. Um, it's cute. You know, the first time you do it, you're just gonna hum a note, even if you're bad at it. Yeah. If everybody agrees that it was good enough, right if you're denying people these plus one plus one counters because they're not good at humming boo you it's scrooge um bah humbug I, I like that the the flavor text is just like uh it's jingle bells it's jingle bells right yeah. um, but it's it's like the the music sheet Yeah, it's, form. it's, the, yeah, it's the sheet form for jingle bells. um it's cute it gets bigger and bigger and the
1: song gets longer and longer I mean, this thing... How long do you think this thing is going to survive? Because mm. once you get three plus and plus encounters on it, now suddenly it's a 4-4 four, four flyer. It's going to start getting blocked.
0: Mm.
1: Although it does say it deals combat damage, not two players. So every time it deals combat damage, you're mm. going to be humming something. Um, Unless it's going to die and then you don't have to necessarily... Well, I mean, oh, like, no, it deals if damage. it's
0: blocked and it deals combat damage to another creature yeah. and then it dies, right. you still have that trigger... You're not going to get the plus one plus one counter anyway because it's dead. But uh, this is just a little pedantry for you. Yeah. Um, got got to sneak in some before we end this episode. You bet. Got a couple more.
1: <laughs> got a, got a couple more for you. Um, um, I will say I do like I like the art on the card. I love the uh, yeah the the colorful trail of Christmas lights behind the uh, yeah uh, you know just a bunch c- of celebrating celebrating bringing joy and festive uh, festivity to the. Uh, just uh, a bunch of swamps whatever flies. Swamp.
0: yeah <laughs> um anyway next one
1: 2019 uh, this, I'll jump in this yeah. one's decorated knight it costs three in a blue it's a human knight um however it's also a sorcery called present arms for two and a blue mm. uh, it's a an adventure sorcery so it's the uh it's two on it's the two on one card it fits with the uh the, the the cards you saw in, during eldraine eldraine yes um so the sorcery is exchange your library with another deck you own from outside the game shuffle your library uh
0: this might be good if you're running low in cards but other than that it just
1: seems <clears throat> ineffective like what's what's the point right well there isn't a whole lot of point um when it become when uh, it says and then for the creature side it's a three three it says whenever Decorated knight attacks draw a card from your original deck if it's outside the game oh so uh, in essence you're doubling your lifestyle or your your deck size well yeah I mean you are getting to draw from your original deck but you're also drawing from this other one I mean realistically I guess you're you're looking at uh, I mean I assume that you want to have two decks that are running the same colors same colors or close to it maybe your first deck is a two or three color and your new deck is a one or a two color maybe there's overlap um yeah it
0: it's nice because you'll be drawing exclusively from the new deck until this card attacks so like you're getting an extra card pretty much every turn um which is cool but you're only drawing from your old deck, the deck that was built for the game that you're playing, uh, only once a turn. Right. Uh, so, like, if you have like a draw spell or something, mm-hmm. you're drawing from the new deck. Hopefully, the lands in that deck will help you out. Right. It seems seems like it could very well be busted if you are cheeky about it. I guess like.
1: <laughs> it's funky and it's chaotic. Yeah. Um that's basically what this comes down to. So you know. Yeah. I think it looks it looks interesting. I'd love um, to try it out. Yeah. Um it, just sounds, it looks fun.
0: The next one, um, kind of also in the the Eldrain Wonderland, uh, because I think we saw this little little gingerbreadman uh f- during the the, yep. the trailers for for Eldrain. Uh, the next one is a Boros card. It's called Top Deck the Halls from 2020. Wow, we're getting there. Uh, three red, white, enchantment. Decorated cards in your hand have Miracle Snow. Decorated cards include premiums, promos, and cards with alternate frames or art.
1: In other words, just about every single card in existence right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially with Secret Lair. Yeah. Uh, this, I think this... It was clearly either hinting towards Secret Lair or, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know the timeline for of which this was released in comparison to the first Secret Lair, which was probably before this. So, um, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 12 or more decorated permanents, you win the game. You have 12 presents, you win. Uh, you're, a, you're a nice d- decorated tree. Mm-hmm. Ooh, shiny! Very red and white there for you. Uh, yep. Yeah. It seems fun. It seems fine. Um, I feel like the so for those who don't know, miracle is uh, if it is the first card you draw in a turn, you can pay. You can play it if you pay its miracle cost. So, if it's got miracle, I guess you have to reveal it when you draw it. Otherwise people are just taking your word for it I've never
1: played with Miracle before because I <clears throat> the key with pl- if you know that you're running this then right. uh, you're going to draw the card hold it away from the rest of your hand mm-hmm. and then decide- now it's yeah. in your hand it's part of your hand but everyone knows that's the card you drew that means that it now has m- the Miracle with the Snow uh, for Snow mana so tap the one Snow and put it immediately onto the yeah. battlefield congratulations um, yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, and for those who don't know, snow mana is mana produced by any snow permanent. Yes. Um, So there are a few cards that can turn your permanents into snow permanents. Yeah. Uh, So, like if you have a snow snow soul ring, it will produce two snow
1: mana. Yeah. Um, Mostly it's just snow covered basic. Yes. Is is your general go to. Um, Real quick the card is inspired, the art for the card is inspired from Dream Halls and what is that uh take a look at dream halls dream halls the card itself it says rather than pay the mana cost for a card its controller may discard a card that shares a color with that card with that spell yeah. so take your 12 mana creature and discard any card that matches the color and you can play it for free dream halls is, stu- is stupid busted but more yeah. importantly uh the art in dream halls shows oh boy is this full wrath yeah seems like it yeah it shows Volrath uh in Wrath and you can see the um I don't know he's got like there's orbs with faces they're and like stuff they're yeah yeah they're like miniature cages and stuff and then for top deck the halls is that uh, is that Urza and Mishra down in the bottom uh I'm not sure it looks like at least Mishra but anyway it could be um and then on top deck, the halls you've got instead of those cages, you've got uh, you know Christmas ornaments, and uh, and there's a gingerbread man standing on a bow on of, a bow of a tree. Yeah, um, of, a, of a tree. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because going from this card to to Dream Halls. Yeah. Uh, it looks. Like dream halls was the parody, like it looks like it yeah. like the the succession went the other way uh,
1: <laughs>
0: but uh
1: yeah no that's that's a fun one, yeah, and obviously, I mean you know if you're if you have uh you know if you're running your deck with a lot of the uh a lot of specialty cards, a lot of premium cards, then yeah this just makes
0: good sense, yeah, especially now that like with like set boosters and i mean every Every set has a new.
1: Yeah, every set has a card has that, a new that is going to be somehow of, yeah. premium, that that will uh, fit the uh, the decorated requirement. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, so th- this could this could be easily used in a lot of decks. So, um, so
0: fast forwarding all the way to 2021. That's Here this we are. Year. This, this year. Is... This is the card. This is the card. Um, it is. Uh, in Austrad based, yes. so that's uh, pretty obvious. I mean, pretty pretty unsurprising. Uh, but the surprising thing to me was that it was not like Edgar and Olivia based in that realm. It was like uh, so. <laughs> the art depicts Gisa and Garolf yeah, um, brother sister pair of wonderful people. Yeah, um, and there's a there's a zombie in the background um they seem to be doing some sort of gift exchange um garolf clearly has an arm wrapped in some paper yep and gisa has an axe Mm-hmm. although um, the axe is behind her back yeah so hmm. maybe it's a surprise gift must be um the <laughs> the flavor text says dear brother so it's from Giza. Yeah. I couldn't forget you if I tried. And I have tried. Uh, the card is called Last Minute Chopping. Play on Last, last Minute, minute Chopping. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one blue black sorcery. Ask target opponent if they remembered to get you a present. Yeah. If they say yes, they put a card they own from outside the game into your hand. Otherwise, you gain control of target permanent they control. Um. I don't see the use in this. You're paying three mana for them to give you a basic or a card that you can't use. Because they choose the card. They have to shuffle through a deck from outside the game. Unless they're trying to help you.
1: Well, they would give you a basic outside the game. or in, And if you don't have a card to give, mm-hmm. then... Uh, you gain control of target permanent They control so you get anything well but yeah you're always going to say yes and give them a basic unless of course yeah we're we're doing what we've talked about in some of the with some of the previous cards this is a person you're working with right try and take somebody else down in which case i'm just going to give you the exact card i need that you need uh you know this is busted in like two-headed giant right well actually and, no not <clears throat> into a giant because it is target opponent yeah so um i mean we play magic at my place my entire collection is here hmm. so yeah if i'm working with somebody uh this is a great card um but this again this falls along the line of the nice in of the nice and naughty and nice it's a card that's only good for sometimes um Unless of course you just need a land. Although I will say that, honestly, if you played the card on me, I don't know that I would give you the land. I might just give you a card that I know you can't play. Right, like a card like in the wrong colors, color a card restricted. that costs yeah. sixteen mana. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, wandering ones. Uh, you know, just yeah. things just that are essentially yeah. useless.
0: This seems like it could be a good card if the person's not paying attention, but then they're just gonna be like, "Wait, what? What did you say? Like, what does that card do?" Right. Or uh, if uh, you know they've had a bit too much eggnog, uh, yeah, maybe they'll they'll fumble and give you something, yeah, stupidly powerful. Um, it
1: it's cute. It's it's cute. It I, is cute, uh, and I really do like the art. Uh, mm. I think it's the you know, I. I I enjoy the art and yeah, uh, it feels very like Christmas card like. And honestly, sn- almost every time we go to Innistrad, it's either dark or it's autumn. And in this one, it's just straight up winter, and I like yeah. that. I like the idea as you know, and, and it's, maybe it's just my Canadian, my Canadian coming out. But and it's nice because it's not like super dark either. Like there's no. like a,
0: usually a lot of shadows on Innistrad, even yeah. when it's nighttime. And because of the snow, you've got this like brilliant, you got this obviously the the heron in the moon um yeah it's fun yeah. Um, I, I it makes me want to build with these cards even if i end up taking them out um
1: well that's yeah. just it and like i said for most of these cards they're not that great
0: right and most of these cards are way out of my price
1: range oh yeah uh, uh more than once i've looked at uh, looked at buying some of the ones that I don't own, mm-hmm. and it's just not reasonable. Not reasonable, not feasible Yeah, uh, in every sense of the term. Yeah, um, There are a few of these that I was surprised that they
0: didn't, like, now that I've looked at them, I'm like, I'm surprised they didn't reprint these in, like,
1: unsanctioned or something. Um, the, like, pre-built deck. Right. Like, I mean, <clears throat> Decorated Night, mm-hmm. it's only from two years ago. So there should be several of them floating around. Right. Um, It's currently worth sixty dollars. Yeah. And I'm just probably the cheapest one. Not paying sixty dollars for this card—it's just not going to happen. So, but you know, if you're gifted them, then you take it and you run with it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the thing to keep to take away from this
0: is that they are uh they're put out there similar to judge promos and and the the yearly like employee ones right where they're put out as a generous gift of like hey thanks for being a part of the magic community um and uh they are there to represent be a physical token of of their their gratefulness what's
1: the word i'm looking for uh they're yeah yeah just you know thanks for the work that you've done over the course of the year for us we appreciate it kind of thing yeah um and i think
0: uh i think that as game pieces they toe the line of absurd and practical very well um and i do like the i like these cards especially because they do the thing that uh, that the time shifted sheet did where it like or i guess like all the the, like the time spiral stuff right uh that other set where it's just a bunch of callbacks or modern horizons too like it's just a bunch of callbacks to magic in previous years uh dating all the way back to the early 90s and i think just like these cards they're they're fun they're dumb they're you know if you want to play with them, great. Uh, talk with the rest of your play group. Talk with whoever you play with. Um, have at it. Right. Have fun.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: I know we're gonna go have fun because we're about to go play Magic. Yeah. Um, so Let's we're gonna sign this. off for the night. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We're Temple of Fallsbot, Where our decks are not optimized, but our play sure is heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, happy holidays. Have a great new year. We'll see you actually. We've got one more before the new year. Yep. Uh, So we'll see you next week. (laughs) Again, have a great night. Uh, May your fifth land be the temple.
1: Ho, ho, ho!
0: Wait, wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter, at FalsePodMTG. Bruce is at ManaBurned, and I'm at AndyWeekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out, it gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, Uh, like a video there, leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening, we'll be back. With some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!